When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as k Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. It's the edges for me. It's the fake earrings for me. It's the jumbo ears for me. It's the fake chain for me. It's the crispy lips for me. It's the Olaf pants for me. It's the oversized shirt that's not yours for me. It's the dry don't eyebrows for me. It's your crush rejecting you for me. Why would you say that? You tell everybody my secrets. That's why you single. What's your ashy crusty cup? Now. I don't know why I've just been on this clip of the week wave, brother. You know, I keep uh, seeing these things that I just pull gems from. There's always a lesson. So what you just heard was a very popular viral TikTok video of two sisters, one older, one younger, who were sparring back and forth in one of those really popular it's the blank for me battles, right? Insulting each other, their looks. She said it's the Olaf pants. Her sister, the older sister, had on some pajama pants with <laughs> Olaf all over them. You know, she was just going in. The little girl was quick with it and, and, and smart and timely, and her punchlines were hitting. It was great. So when the older sister said, you know, it's the it's your crush rejecting you for me, you know, that was kind of mean. It made me laugh, her. but that was so mean to say to that little girl. And <laughs> so when she said it, why you like, damn. Why would you say that? <laughs> And then she told her, that's why. So she was upset, right? She reacted. Let's really break this down for what it is, the layers that exist here. So she was upset, you know, and she shifted. She was comfortable at first. You know, she was fine with going this verbal sparring. She was cool with that. When her sister dug and cut her deep, she cut her low. She cut her mighty bad, mighty low. And she said that it's your crush not recognizing you for me. Now, I know that would have pissed me off. I'm sure there's nothing more humiliating than liking somebody and them saying, uh-uh. Nope, and putting the hand in your face. <laughs> so, of course, the little girl went the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? She had braids. All you heard was them beads shaking and moving all around. And she got up and walked out screaming, still loud as hell, or still audible, which is a, a, a skill that these, these little girls have as children. You, just, you know how to just make your voice carry its way through a room or a facility. And I just, I admire it. But the little girl was out the damn room. That's why you, that's why you single. I was like, <laughs> now to me, crusty lips. and to me, those weren't insults at that point. She was speaking from her heart. When you get upset, you speak from the heart, whether it's to release how you feel or say what you think is best for a love. And they are sisters. Okay. <laughs> so when she told her, that's why you single to me, that was the insult. That was her even in her deepest moments of pain, mm. identifying an area where her sister wanted to improve 
could improve and would improve. <laughs> That's love. And so I also think that that is an example of why you need to check on your strong friends. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Make sure that they are all right and that they have a moment to get it off your chest. So if we were to have a hashtag this week, it would be that's why you single. You know, dig deep, find out, or that's why you still together with somebody you don't want. Either way, find your way to <laughs> happiness, okay? And I felt that from that little girl's spirit. And with that being said, a motherfucking understood. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Hello, Francesca! How are you doing? <laughs> I'm amazing. How are you guys today? Doing good. Doing real good. Got Dustin mm-hmm. Luther King up in here running things. That's right. Feeling very <laughs> black today. God damn it. Ultra Dustin black. Dustin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. These Zoom names. Yeah. You know why? Because I ate ice cream last night before I went to bed See? and I had a dream. It was a like, nightmare oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> that ice cream fucked me up, nigga. I woke up. I was like, "What kind of? I didn't do no drugs. What the hell is? Why am I hallucinating?" I woke up. Everything was neon. That French vanilla briars fucked me up. Do you hear me? I had a dream. Wow. I had a nightmare. Anyway, friend, you, you were saying, my love. That happened to me with uh, some. What was it? Ceviche, I think that Jade had made, and you know, I don't eat seafood because I'm allergic mm-hmm. and. I was like, I think I'm I'm willing to risk it. <laughs> and I ate a piece. And Jade was like, you are crazy. <laughs> she had to give me like some allergy meds. See, friend. My, my fucking gums got itchy. I was like, oh, Lord. You can't be oh, fucking no. around like that, friend. I didn't care. Whenever <laughs> I think about a seafood allergy or a person having it, I don't know why I always think about Dr. Doolittle on that, with uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh-huh. There was a woman in there, oh she had that seafood allergy, and she was like orange in the bathroom stall. And I was like, do you really turn orange if you're allergic? What the hell is this? <laughs> Baby, they said that shit will slam your esophagus shut like somebody slamming the front door. They it said sure that shit will. will. That's why up. I took the risk, but I didn't eat a lot. I just literally, it was like a little nibble because I still know. That taste. You know, I ain't trying to get my throat Oof. to shut down. It, I always think of Martin, that episode <laughs> where his face blew up with the big knot. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Jade was like, girl. <laughs> you brave for that. Do you guys have any announcements? I mean, it was worth it. Any announcements before we start? Um, no announcements. Just really want to thank everybody for the outpouring of support and love that they showed my new podcast, Holding Court with Ebony yes. K. Williams. Um, we had a very successful first week. <laughs> we charted in the top 25 of the news podcast, period, um, on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Only black podcast up there. Um, so we were in great company. That's so um, dope. Thank you. And I'm just really, really grateful. Thanks to everybody for listening. See you again this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yay. So if you're done listening to this, you know what's next. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of episodes, last week's episode titled Nursing School. It was a shoot the shit episode. <laughs> that was and did such I, a did I lie? Combo. Did I lie? Did I It was all the nurses tweeting us for me. <laughs> and and <laughs> emailing shoot, us for shoot, me. <laughs> and emailing us. It was a shoot the shit episode. No hot button, no segments, just whatever came up. And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, Dustin asked, did he lie? And um, I would like to shout out to 
Courtney in the emails. The subject here is nursing school. Uh, Courtney says, hey, guys, I just want to shout out all the healthcare professionals, especially during this pandemic. Thank you, Dustin Ross. I am an ICU RN and I work in a unit filled with women and men. Can't leave the guys out that found out that, yes, they can do bad all by themselves. If someone says they're going back to nursing <laughs> schools, get right. Nursing I, school or not, don't let your spouse feel they can get by better without you because they just might. I've seen it. I love you guys. I love the purpose episode with Asante, and somehow I linked it with my feelings about Lovecraft Country's finale. Also, Fran's stance on purpose helped me find better perspective during the best and worst year I've had as a nurse. Stay blessed. Shout out to you, Courtney. Thank you for all of your support and for all that perspective right there. That's dope. What about you, Fran? What you found? You been in them SoundCloud streets? You know I have. So Erin Marie 96 said, so I was trying to add friends listen lately, the new phone who this record by Sianka to my music and accidentally downloaded a country song called New Phone Who's This by Chris Lane and it actually goes. So thanks, friend. <laughs> wow. That's always a that's always a journey when you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Dustin, what'd you find in the Twitter streets? Um, I want to give a huge shout out to our girl Avion, Love Perfection on Twitter. Um, yes, Avion, very talented producer, engineer, actually fashion designer. Um, but she actually was shouted out. Timberland shouted her out the other day. He was naming like I saw, yeah, which is crazy. Dope young female producer. So I just wanted to give her her flowers because you're cooking, Mama. Um, yes. And also, really quick, I just and Love give, Perfection mm-hmm. is a dope ass name, right? Yeah. Everything about her is dope. Everything about her. Like him saying it, like, because I know that's her Twitter app, but I didn't know that that was her producer name. So when he said it, he was like, yeah, you know, dope new records by Love Perfection. I was like, oh. The shit. Do you hear me? That's so fly. Just watching that that happen is just like, it's so dope to me. So, and so well deserved. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to give uh, a quick shout out to SMB at. B-O-W-K-N-W, who said, the way look at Dustin just came from my mama has me dying. And I say, my stepdad was the first thing to go, and they was happy. <laughs> then I want to give a shout-out to Riri Cakes with three S's, R-I-R-I Cake, three S's, who says, laughing my motherfucking ass off. I'm not about to play with look at Dustin, but why are you so accurate about nursing school? When I started school back in 08, there were so many soon-to-be divorced moms that decided to, quote, reclaim their life and decided nursing school was the best option, laughing my ass off. Thank you. I'm trying to tell you, this is something. We might be in a pandemic, but this going to nursing school and leaving your partner is an epidemic. I have seen it happen time and time again. Watch and see. That's all I have to say this week. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but when I went on Twitter, all the nurses were like, Dustin, drag me. This is just like with the airline. this episode. This is just like with the flight attendants. Oh God. <laughs> oh. Stay with a good Ooh, ass okay, nuance. So. Don't come around me with no damn stethoscope. <laughs> if I if I even see my nigga with a stethoscope, let him come around me with a stethoscope hanging around you. I wish you uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Y'all know I always say go second. So, <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> see <laughs> Oh, you haven't said that in a long ass. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> So this week's episode, um, I got inspired by this documentary that actually a lot of you 
were tweeting me and asking me if I had watched. I had it on my watch queue, but just didn't get around to it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me watch it. The watched City it Girls this one? week. <laughs> no, it's called The Vow. I watched it. Have you it. seen it? Yes. You did? About the girls who were getting branded in the cult or whatever. And the one. Oh, I'm so glad you watched yes, it. Yes. I watched it. Let's go. Yes. This is. Okay. So. The Vow, for those of you who don't know, is an HBO documentary series that focuses on this sex cult or what was, you know, uh, labeled a sex yeah, cult called right. Nexium. <laughs> called Nexium. I just say labeled as that because I feel like it was so layered. You know, like it was beyond that. <laughs> the way he had those I'm women. I'm just going to be quiet because... <laughs> Never mind. I'm just gonna be quiet. Let's let's Dust go No, I'm ex- I'm so thankful that you watched it because I wasn't sure if you guys had seen it because you know it is at the at the on the splash page. Is it Netflix or Hulu? No, it was HBO. HBO. You right? You said HBO first. She was right. HBO. Okay, okay. So it's because I saw it on Hulu because I don't have actual cable. But mm-hmm. so it's a nine part documentary series. Y'all know my personal relationship with Scientology when mm-hmm. I was younger. So mm-hmm. I didn't get sucked in into Scientology the way most of these documentaries, you know, have shown people getting sucked in because I literally lasted a summer and then I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my intuition, my gut was like, yeah, this this probably ain't the move. You did a quick um, stint. But what pulled, you know, a quick stint. A, a little, <laughs> what, um kind of pulled me into the documentary though was saying that how the women got pulled in was usually by someone they knew you know a friend someone they trusted a family member someone from their community that they just like really looked up to or even celebs that kind of pulled them in and that's what pulled me in because I got pulled into Scientology by someone I was dating who was in it who they had gotten pulled in by a couple of their celebrity friends and they had a singer who I won't name names because <laughs> she's never publicly claimed her relationship with Scientology. So I don't want to put her out there, but they had knowing she was one of my favorite artists. They had her call my cell phone wow, <laughs> to talk to me about the importance of me building this relationship with this org. And, and you know, when you're in your early twenties, <laughs> you're like first of all you're calling my cell phone like what Hi, friend, but this Mariah. is the pool they have <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lucky scientist on the low <laughs> all I'll say is Ooh. but <laughs> oh. but them calling me fucked me up because i was like oh my god i really wish y'all you should not have done that because the the, the internet feels exactly how we look friend don't even tell them (laughs) but i'm not even gonna start cracking the jokes that i could because i mean (laughs) too easy but um (laughs) (laughs) but you know when you come from a background um where you were missing a lot of nurturing you know and you get love bombed like this like Suddenly everyone takes interest in your mental health and your wellness and and giving you tools to, to navigate the trauma that you're like experiencing and trying to process and don't necessarily have the tools for. And then all of a sudden all these people are like, come, <laughs> come into my bosom like a Yanla and really want to fuck with you. And, and I don't mean fuck with you in a negative way, but like really fuck with you, like checking on you, calling you. 
love bombing is the perfect term I can think of because yeah. uh, when you don't have that, it feels really nice. Mm. <laughs> and I was even reading on Insider, there's an article titled, um, I grew up in a cult and I can tell you why, quote unquote, normal people join them. <laughs> and she was saying... <laughs> Because, you know, I think when you read the articles, they always make it seem like it's people who are outcasts, mm. like down and out. But when you watch the Nexium uh, documentary, The Vow, on HBO, a lot of these young women came from, like, strong households. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad raised them, you know, had uh, strong financial backgrounds, went to good schools. Kind of not the typical stories that you hear. Very much so. And so it kind of showed you, yeah, that it's not so much being an outcast or having these needs that have been unmet and now are being met by these manipulative people. But it really can be anyone if they just catch you at the right time and the right tan. place. You as long know? as you don't tan. They never catch them at the tan <laughs> salon. Everybody, I thought the vow was to stay out the sun as pale as everybody in that motherfucking documentary was. Fran, well, have you ever yeah, seen paler definitely... people in your life? <laughs> Translucent. What did uh, Amber Rose's son say? Translucent. That's how the people looked. Mother of Pearl. But do you... Do you ever, because while I was watching this, all that kept going through my mind was, what is it that makes certain people more susceptible to these Dullable. organizations than dumb. others? Huh? Being dumb. <laughs> no, <Dullable>. seriously. <laughs> okay. No, I'm a, for real, I'm a, for real. I'm like, what you. is it that, that, like, for me, I lasted three months. And then I, and then I was like, and even while in those three months, I was unsettled, you know, yeah. like. A lot of what kept me there was because the people that had brought me in was, were kind of messing with my head a little bit. Yeah. Like they were like, "Oh, it's your, it's your resistance, you know, your ego, mm -hmm. your pride, because you've never had someone confront you with these things. So you, you want to, you know, you want to resist the help because you've never had it." And there was a part of me that was like, "Damn, what if I am really <laughs> that fucked up in the head that like I can't even receive help." when it's in front of me now because I've never had it. And then you start kind of getting messed up in that way. And yeah. I can see how someone would stay, you know, and, but something in my gut overpowered that and was like, no, <laughs> because the way they were constantly asking for money, yeah. constantly in my face, if I missed one day or one week, suddenly it was like, they were blowing me up. Like we were in a relationship and yeah. I didn't answer a call. Like, and that kind of felt, overwhelming and i was like that is not normal that feels um restrictive you know like i started yep. and you know me like i started getting anxiety and then i was like i gotta get out of this and i and i peaced out and i was open with y'all i've been on um jaden xd a couple of times because you know they love scientology <laughs> <laughs> they had a whole series breaking that down <laughs> the clear documentary i think that was maybe on hbo too um with um uh, What's her name? Um, Remy. Le Leah Remini. Rem Leah Remini. Remy Ma. Go. So I was like, Remy, Remy Ma. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I shared how it wasn't easy to get out because even though I got out, they were like harassing, calling um, my mom. They figured out where she lived. And at the time, my mom is in the projects. And when you have white men coming up to the dudes from the block 
asking for my mom by her government name, that puts her in danger because yeah. they're going to be like, who are these white men? Right. And I found that very manipulative on their part. It's almost like they knew what they were doing because if they were really looking for her, they would just go knock on her door. But they made it a situation Bringing where they went to, to the it. dudes on the bench. Yeah, knowing that they're going to think like, who is she talking to? <laughs> you know, who are these men? Why are they on the block? And then that put her in a really threatening situation. I didn't sleep for months. Why are they looking for your mom happened. anyway when they're trying to find because you? They know, because they know that that's the weak spot. That's how you they know, know that, that I'm going to be concerned. Right. They knew I was going to be concerned and most likely bend respond. my will. Yeah. Right. And respond and then go back. But my mom, she's so G. She was like, no, like, don't <laughs> worry about me. <laughs> I'm, you know, 60, whatever. I know how to take care of my damn self. Like, you do what you got to do. She said, and fuck so, a Scientology. Yeah, she was like, I will meet them downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they need to talk to me, I'm going to ask them what they want. So, like, you know, that was the cool part. But um, it just got so complicated. And even, like, they do little things. Like, no matter where I move to, I'll find a pamphlet of theirs in my mailbox. <laughs> you know, just kind of a very subtle way of being like, <laughs> you can run, <laughs> but right. you can't hide. We, got, we keep in you know, And so you. I'm always very sensitive. Yeah, keeping tabs. Like, we know. Like, their system is so vast that they know everything that's going on. And so I'm always so curious about documentaries like this because I wonder, like, what is it that made me have the willpower to get out? Um, and then you watch these documentaries and then there's certain people that they get so pulled in, so pulled in that they, you know, detach from their families, their own kids, their own fa like uh, parents, and just follow the lead to levels that are like from the outside looking in because we're not under that trance you know mm -hmm. we're like how would like in the nexium doc asante the women were branded like cattle mm -hmm. with the leader's initials branded in their like on the, was it their vaginas they it branded like their the, vaginas yeah, on the on the side of like their pelvic area on the side it looked like mm -hmm. the rihanna right. rated rr remember the rihanna rated right R, the from her album That's yeah the logo like. And then they would give um, a lot of what sucked them into and kept them there was they had to give what they call collateral. That's so what, it was like things to keep them in. Go ahead, Dustin. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that part for me, friend, was the most. That would have been red flag number one, the first and final number red one. flag, actually. That's what I'm saying. Somebody, Asante, imagine a motherfucker coming up to you trying to run this kind of shit right here. Like, all right, well... I feel like you would really like this thing that I want to tell you about, but I just can't tell you about it unless I can trust you, you know, and I, I you got to give me some sort of collateral for me to tell you this about this shit that you didn't even ask me about, but I just feel like you would like. And right. so tell me a deep, dark secret that, you know, you don't want to get out so I know I can trust you. Hmm. Bitch, please. Like, are you out of your mind? And Fran, remember the one lady said it was a black girl that had drawn her in? I thought she was lying. Yes. I think she was lying about that. I felt <laughs> and that it was, was a black girl racist. with braids. I was like, no. I don't believe that was a not stock us. photo. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't, but I didn't believe that not one minute, Fran. But go on. But I just want to say that collateral And part, then when you saw the text messages, Dustin, yeah. when, because that, okay, so the collateral was red flag number one. 
Like why if if this is a program that's designed to help me process my trauma, why would I need to send you deep dark secrets? Like what does that have to do with the processing? And that's the part that would have been the red flag. The second red flag was once you gave the collateral, you had what they called masters. And it was basically the person overseeing your journey through this organization. So you had to text them like, good morning, master, you know, ask them permission for things. Right, Dustin? It was like the master part. I was <laughs> like, do, wait uh, a minute. And, and call them master. And then like, it didn't matter when they hit you up, you had to be available to respond. On it don't matter what time it was, what time of day, nothing. Friend, what the fuck does any of that have to do with God and spirituality? Like y'all made this. And up. remember the girl. And remember the girl that was talking about the black girl being her master. Oh, she was saying bitch. how she took too long once to respond, mm-hmm. and the black girl was like, "You're taking too long. You're punished. Mm-hmm. Now you have to text me before you do anything, anything throughout your day. Like anything. Like go to the bathroom, eat, leave. Like." Like a did true we, master. Did we see a lot of color in this documentary? I'm just I curious didn't. about this. No, it's just that one black lady. See, because I'm just so curious like about why people feel like, um, like people are always kind of looking for something to be a part of. I just don't understand like the, the thought process or where you have to be mentally or even uh, spiritually to want to buy into something like this. Because I'm trying to like read along and I see it's supposed to be self-improvement. And then they're doing all this bullshit that y'all telling me about. I'm just like, how does this help anyone? And why does anyone want to continue to be in some shit like this? And that's the part that's sad about it. Because the program itself, even though I didn't have access to it, I don't know what it was. I've never been a part of Nexium. But it seemed like it actually was helpful. Right, Dustin? Like the people seemed like it was actually. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. We can be unbiased in the sense that it did seem like it was helping them process because they probably have never had a space to really sit and confront what they were going through. Where shit got fucked up is that, as always, when someone has that much attention and power and all these people coming to them, they they think they got. Kind of like the Devs show, remember mm-hmm. Asante, where like it's like they created something so amazing, so impactful, and it's like there's a fork in the road when when you are at the helm of something like that. Mm-hmm. You either continue to grow it from a heart space or you become corrupt and think you're God. <laughs> and and suddenly sex, drugs and rock and roll fucking take over because you just can't handle it. The, and so I'm go sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry. The, no, no, no. I didn't go mean ahead. to interrupt you. The reason that it was that I didn't buy it, you know what I'm saying? And I guess in theory, yes, what you're saying, it's abs- it makes perfect sense that these people finally mm-hmm. found a space, like you said, to have that experience of, of working through their shit. And tools. But to me, none of it was, uh, was, was legitimate because it was all rooted in bullshit. The head guy, what was his name, friend? I can't remember. Ke- uh, Keith. Keith. Keith uh, Raineri or something yes. like that. Yes, he had those other people under him his subordinates aka the grandmasters and the masters right doing the dirty work had he those right. people would not have had any of that reverence for him or any of the systems that he created and been willing to buy into all of that because remember every time you saw him friend his manner and his way was real gentle and 
um, mm-hmm. um, calm and, and, and he was pleasant. He was a pleasant person to be around. And that's why a lot of those ladies develop romantic feelings for him. But he right, was never right. telling them the restrictive things and the, the negative stuff. He had those other people doing his dirty work. And for me, that's where right. I that was where the disconnect was for me. Like, how can this be good for them if they're arriving at this place through this bullshit that they have to go through? that they're going to have to work through eventually anyway. So to me, it was just like one big circle of mess. And I actually felt bad for those people because although they thought they were working their shit out, now you got this whole other bag of shit you're going to have to work through. Man. And including the issues you thought you had worked out, they're still going to be right where they were left. So that's why I was like, this is so fucked up the way that they are messing these with these people's heads because it's like a dumb whammy of trauma. And right. on top of that, he looked like a ferret. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? Your period, Jesus. But it's the hu- But also, it's like it's the thing of like people can be good and do amazing things. Not good. I hate that word. But people can do amazing things, mm-hmm. but also can do dark things. You know, like we all have the capacity for both. That's and true. I think that that's what's ha- that's what's hard to accept because it's like damn, he did come up with this modality that seemed really helpful. And you saw people like in such reverence of him, Mm -hmm. which is what's naturally going to happen because it's like, bro, you fucking helped me. Like, I see life differently. I feel lighter. I can breathe. I'm moving through the world in a different way. And it's because of your teachings. So it's hard not to almost become a disciple where this yeah. is how gurus are formed, you know? Cause it's like this loyalty that's formed of like, I owe you, I'm indebted to you. My life is different because of you. So that's what I'm saying about the fork in the road, because then his, you know, his shadow side came out to play. <laughs> and it mm. was like, you know, that, that, those, those parts of him that funny enough, ironically <laughs> enough, his own, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> his own unmet needs, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, it's almost mm-hmm. like he didn't, he didn't even put himself into this modality that he had created because his unmet needs came and started speaking for him and fucking took over this whole <laughs> system and traumatized everyone involved. And kissing it's just everybody so at that party or whatever. Kissing, you know, girls getting pregnant. And then the part that I found really confusing was that he would make them lose weight mm-hmm. before they could have sex with him. <laughs> and it, and they had to become like waifs. Like it was very thin and you saw them. They looked really unhealthy. I was trying to figure that part out. I feel like they never really talked about that. But you know what I thought? What? I think it's a mental thing. He was trying to break the motherfuckers down. like you, if, Just like another control Another control element. tactic to make them weaker mentally. I think that's what that was. If they felt like they had to physically transform in a way that required like discipline and um, um, just, just a certain type of structure or whatever. When you start getting into mm-hmm. regimented behavior like that, it does affect your, your mind. Especially when you're, when you're seeking That's the approval true. of a person. Especially when you throw sex into the mix. So it just... Mm-hmm. I feel like he was just a master manipulator. He was really trying to just get control over those girls and shit. And it just... I hate him. <laughs> so like that's just where I'm at with it. Like I hate his guts. Sorry. Did they t- cover just- what was happening during these intensives? Because I just, I'm reading, I'm sorry, I'm on the Wikipedia because I just needed, you know, some context no, to, yeah, to, to feel included course. as well. Um, so under this beliefs and practices, they say um, Nexium conducted intensives 
uh, intensive classes for 12 hours daily for 16 days. One sided price was $7,500. Classes were divided into wow. modules. In one module, relationship sourcing, students were instructed to explore the benefits they would receive in the event of a partner's sudden death. Another module, Dracula <laughs> and his ghouls, reportedly discussed psychopaths and their followers. Like, what is the Wait, curriculum what? here? Like, I, like I'm yeah, I'm lost at this. See, I'm, I don't think the doc said right, Dustin. I don't think the doc got into the actual curriculum. No, and I think that that was intentional on their behalf because they were trying to give it. That I don't think they wanted to run like it all neutral. the way down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> For didn't you right. get that feel that takeaway, friend? I feel like they, the the producers of this documentary, unbiased reporting. Yes, yeah, because they wanted the viewer that. to form their own opinion. And they hatred. didn't want to yes. like kind of like they did with Osho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Wild, wild. What was it? The wild. What was it called? Wild, wild I country. What his doc. Wild, wild, country. wild country. Wild country. Wild country. Where they didn't necessarily form it in a way for you to hate Osho but you know they kind of just laid out the facts and then you decided if you thought he was crazy or not. Mm. I'm going to tell you something else I watched this after I saw Midsummer, so I probably was already on some <laughs> no way Jose type shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> like uh uh but yeah friend I really hate him I hate I hated watching I mean, those girls was describing it's just sad. him and you know what? It, it made me sad because, and I've said this before about my experience, a lot of the information I was reading at that time, I think I was, I had to be 23, really young, mm-hmm, you know, you're in your mm-hmm. early 20s. Um, it was so helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really was. It was helpful. It, I had never been just given straight up tools like that. Like, just like, you feel this, try this. And then you try it and you'd be like, oh, shit, I feel a shift, you know, like just straight up tools. And that's what I'm saying. That's unfortunate because I think a lot of these orgs start out. I shouldn't say that because I don't know these people, so I can't speak for their intentions. But I'm going to assume that they start out actually wanting to create something of impact that could help. And then it just goes fucking haywire (laughs) because of the human condition. And, you know, like we were saying, their unmet needs kind of taking over and it's just so unfortunate because i really did when people would ask me like oh when you would take the classes what was it like and i'm like it was really good the only the other red flag with scientology is they had this thing um the c or no i didn't get that far (laughs) (laughs) no it was a, a thing that you would do Kind of similar to the collateral, mm-hmm. but it was a little more subtle because mm-hmm. they wouldn't tell you like we need something, you know, shady, some deep, dark secret that you did. They would do it in a different way. It was more like release, you know, all the things that are weighing heavy on you so that we can like hold on to it for you type of thing. And then it was being recorded. <laughs> so, so you know even with a lot of these celebs that we've seen attached to this i really feel like it's because they have recordings of them saying heavy shit that they probably would never want released to the public and that's a way to keep control Mm. you know of who says what and who does what and so that was another red flag for me you know where i was like why do they need to know this stuff you know just asking about deep dark secrets and and, and let it out. <laughs> I wish I remember auditing. That's mm-hmm. what it was called. Auditing. auditing. 
Auditing. See? Where they would audit you. Who the fuck is y'all, the IRS? <laughs> and I remember I used to panic because I was like, nah, something in my body was like, this don't feel right. This don't feel Smart like it's... Woman. um, It just didn't feel like it was coming from a place of like... Like, because at least with a therapist, you do share these things, but there's that client... Um, there's a protection what is there. it? Client a yeah, privilege. There's a, yeah, there's a... privilege Mm -hmm. where you know you know they can't share that information it's like but this is just an org that you walked into and started taking classes they have no you know and even you have to uh, sign a contract when you enter Scientology that you are a member for a million years (laughs) everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Saw that on the uh, that Leah Remini I kid shit. you not. A million years. Oh, no. Are you cr- <laughs> like? I just you say what you want because I grew up in a very um, organized religion that had a lot of things that I didn't agree with and that didn't align with me as a person, even as a child. And you know, I'm not a mm-hmm. part of those things. But there were certain extremes like this, like signing a contract for a million years or offering collateral of my personal. Like I just would have never you know, subscribe to something that had uh, any sort of relevance of those sort of deceitful tactics and, you know, just right. a blatant deceit like that. I just, I can, in the name of something that's supposed to be centered around faith and holiness and, you know, good intentions and, you know, things of God, like that just don't make no sense. And that's why you are entitled to cuss their ass out when they try to come at you to be a part of all of that. <laughs> Tell them, nah, I get the fuck from around me for I shove that Bible up the crack of your <laughs> You know, you can say that. He said, you can say that. But it's it's sad, though, because, like, the article um, that I mentioned from Insider uh, with the young lady, her name's actually Flo- Flower? Flower? Floor? Oh, well, she was F-L-E-U-R. destined to do something crazy anyway. <laughs> Floor Brown um she wrote this last year and it was so insightful because one thing she said was that everyone in the cult was so nice Mm -hmm. you know like home-cooked meals when they would see you was hugs and just love like you just felt and she was like it never felt sinister and that's exactly how it got her even when her friends would come They would be like, everyone is so nice, you know, like it just was like, and think about it in a day to day, your interactions, your social interactions, how often do you feel warm around people? (laughs) Like, I'm back in Atlanta and you know, what's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. Cause you know, I feel like we about (laughs) to get somewhere. Um, I was just saying to somebody like, everyone here is so like, it's not even happy, but everybody just is okay. or, Or they're beaming when they're okay in New York when everybody is they're not even like 
unhappy they just don't seem okay like even inside it's like everybody just makes everyone's life a living hell and just goes i don't care up, up there <laughs> but like down here everyone's no like no one sees each other yeah, here. down here everybody's like i don't mind holding the door for you just because you know i'm holding like i walked in it anyway like it's so it's so different so then when you're in a cult probably and niggas is doing really heinous shit but everyone's kind of just uniform because they know that everyone has subscri- subscribed to this one thing is so strange but I think because everyone has subscribed, it's almost like everyone's at peace. Like, all of us is running around arguing about, do you believe in the Lord? Is you a homosexual? So, like, we're not connecting because we're too busy worried about the wrong goddamn things. Meanwhile, in the cult, they're all worried about the same wrong goddamn thing doing that. So they yeah. kind of seem all lucid. each other. <laughs> I don't know, man. But it's just, you know, socially, which is another thing she mentioned in the article, it's like, you know that type of kindness was so rare in her experience that it just was like honey you know it was like honey to a bee it's like this is so nice and she said that's a lot of what kept her there and even when she got out she still missed that element of community and people checking on her and and you know the cooked meals if she needed anything she was never without you know and and just that sent that that warmth and and yeah, that that village energy that they kind of had created is so just she that. Had PTCD. <laughs> what is that? Post traumatic cult disorder. Ain't that what that's called? When you still get the shakes and I shit. I mean, after you know you what leave? it is. Yeah, waking up cold <laughs> sweats and shit. It's PTCD. <laughs> but I looked online and I saw um, Bustle had an article, right? And it said if you exhibit these nine personality traits you're more likely to join a cult. <laughs> now, articles like this, <laughs> articles like this tend to be, you know, it's clickbait. It, like, it sounds funny I already. think people have their different, <laughs> their different emotional reasons why these things happen. But I did get curious, and I was like, let me see what this is saying. And so I just want to read off some of this to see what you guys think. So the biggest one they said is that everyone is approval-seeking to some degree, right? We all want our friends to like us. We want to feel accepted at work and so on. We like being part of cells, like groups. Um, So those who want to feel validated, uh, people who are in dire need of approval, usually because they have been neglected for so long in their life, whether it's just from, you know, human touch, affection, um, affirming, caretaking, all that. People who are in dire need of approval are more susceptible to joining. I mean, that one kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's why you got to raise your kids to be tough. I mean, it ties into the episode two of um, the Good Kid, Mad City episode. Yes. That we did, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's it's an element of nature and nurture. Like, yeah, some kids are born and they seem like natural born leaders. You see those one-year-olds that just be running shit at the daycare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, that's just genetic in some instances but it's also nurture you know like the environment around you and there are things like unmet needs will create someone that is looking for it elsewhere you know it's going to create that child on top of uh, creating a highly obedient child guess what that creates Uh, (laughs) like remember we did the episode on compliance Mm -hmm. where it's like you're going to create a people pleaser someone who people pleases to their detriment because they don't even 
know how to have a, a relationship with how they feel or their intuition or their gut. They just know how to be good and do what they're told. So these are all parental things that contribute to that. Um, the second thing they said is those who are seeking an identity. So when you feel your identity isn't stable or you're not really sure of who you are, then a cult makes it simple for you. <laughs> We're all wearing the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. We're all dying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dustin. Wow. <laughs> and then those who are followers and not leaders. And that's the one that I really was trying so hard to find psychology journals. I couldn't really find anything that I felt was impactful. But I was like, what is it that makes certain people followers and other people leaders? And they all kind of said the same thing, nature versus nurture and the combination of the both yep. of both, you know, because um, leaders are, are people who are captivating and dynamic. Um, and a cult is usually centered around people who are that way, who are inspiring all those traits that are really attractive to someone whose personality lends itself to following others. But I didn't really find what it is that makes a follower. <laughs> I, can't, I'm, I mean, I guess we can understand it intellectually, but I felt like on an emotional level. Like what's the... I guess yeah. that would be... Yeah, yeah like genetically, <clears throat> like is it really a gene that would make you a leader and me a follower? Mm. It's a mom gene. <laughs> you know what's interesting too um y'all been seeing a lot of talk about this the new app clubhouse yes that it's like the invite only app right <sighs> even that is a social experiment and it's funny because i was watching the vow <laughs> while also participating in this app and just seeing <laughs> how the human condition works where there's certain people who will go who were invited into the app so there's already that fomo exclusivity of like ask, what, i'm doing something you're not i thought that's what room was you and in so friend. they'll go on twitter <laughs> they'll go on twitter <laughs> <laughs> they'll go on twitter and and say things that will make you feel or i shouldn't even say make you feel because it might not be everyone's intention because even mm. when we watch verses we go to Twitter to talk about it because Twitter is really the only space that's in real time that allows for that type of conversation. So I'm not saying that's everyone's intention, but mm. you know the people that are purposely going on Twitter because this is invite only and they want you to know that they were invited <laughs> and that you weren't. And I was watching even people how there's certain people that will come on the app, right? And they're so fast with it to carve their space and let you know that they are in there moderating chats starting clubhouses just boom 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 and then there's the other people that are like quiet just observing and i was like it's so interesting to see who takes over a space you know because there are certain people that within a 24 hours popping popping actually mandy's one of those people Bitch. i saw no, when mandy I'm signed on no 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 but i think it's amazing because mandy has such big energy mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. even on an app you can feel it she signed on to that app and i saw when she came on and within 24 hours mandy was moderating <laughs> you know like she was like boom she took over her corner of that app and i was like that's so tight you know but that's what made me wonder even watching the vow and just seeing the social experiment of this app happening in real time of how people there were even people on twitter trying to kick people out of clubhouse 
you know, it's just so it's so funny to see how, like how people want to like grasp work. to something or gravitate yes. towards th- certain it's things. It's like it's the it's the need to be included and feel needed and be a part of something. There's an app. That does, I'm sorry, friend. Go ahead. My bad. No, it's fine. Even people changing their their Twitter names to like Clubhouse friends. See, you know what I mean. And 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 on another scale, because my brain, I was thinking about this all weekend. Why can't people just enjoy an artist? Why does your Twitter have to suddenly become the artist's picture? You know, and, and like stands, like stand culture. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just say, I really enjoy uh, Mariah Carey? Right. But now my, my picture, my avatar on, on Twitter is Mariah Carey. <laughs> She's all I talk about. I'm fighting people on Twitter who, who mention her. And it's like, it's so that, that need to feel yes. like you're a part of something that's why beyonce calling her stands a beehive it's perfect because it's a hive yes contain a literal hive mentality and it's and so all of these things feel like you know interconnected obviously the nexium cult is a different level of that but just seeing followers leaders and being needed identity what you're willing to do for that how far will it go are you you know it's just so everything's a social experiment and this weekend i felt like my brain was just observing all of I this love that, through the show and through the app i love that this kind of feeds into a lot of everything that we've been talking about like it ties back into like purpose and even kind of what i've been mm-hmm. tr- even the thread that i've been trying to pull at like you've i think you've given me what i want to call it or like what i want to state it it's this thread of um oh shit well the weed took it right then and there and i ain't even spark it yet it's this thread of uh <laughs> of how ideas or thoughts are sparked and how they live on like that's the way that i look at it because it's like like what gave you this idea that by joining you know this cult that your life would be better or by like changing your abby here and standing for this person like it's supposed to add like nutritional value or or what like what's the substance it adds to your life like i would like the birth of these thoughts and ideas is what i've been like thinking about for like these past few episodes so this ties perfectly into all of that too so kudos friend i love your brain I just yeah, it's people thinking they need something outside of them. Bottom I line, I just want to say like it's been an experience for me watching this clubhouse mania because <laughs> there has long been an app that is invitation only that a lot of mm. celebrities and um, people with public profiles use for like dating. It's like a version of like a Tinder or yes. a that you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. You have to get invited on I it. I do. And, because we've had we've had friends on it <laughs> and they literally you know people are on there and so but nobody really talks about it and so it maintains this sort of right. exclusivity you know what i mean that makes people feel comfortable using it for that or whatever um i'm not on there i got invited but i didn't i you know i didn't want to do it. I, well, I didn't I even mean, have to like apply it. type shit they was like you know <laughs> anyway but <laughs> That's been around for so long, and I know so many people who have used it and use it. So now when I see these niggas on Clubhouse thinking they're doing something, like by being on Clubhouse, it's just funny to me. And nothing against it or whatever, but it's just like, ma'am and sir, this is not even (laughs) what you acting like it is. That exists And And it's an interesting app. Like, I'll give it to you. There have been some conversations on there that I can see how this app is absolutely going to be the next wave. And I was talking with Haas about this. Hey, and Haas. it was like, hey, Haas. Um, I was saying how it's so interesting because, you know, we're on all of these apps. And you think, like, 
there can't be another one. What else could we possibly come up with? Really? And then boom. Clubhouse. Like Clubhouse comes and it's a technology that I've never seen. You know, like it's different. It's something cool. It's it's what's making people obsessed with it because it's very cool. Mm-hmm. It's like literally like live podcasts and, mm. <laughs> you know, like a, a live podcast show um, on your phone. With people that you enjoy, people that you probably would never be able to interact with and you're on, on quote-unquote stage with, you know. So, yes, there's elements of it that I'm like, I get it. This app is amazing. But to me, outside of the actual app and its usage, it's more so the social aspect of it right. that I'm watching, how it's uh, unfolding in real time and seeing those who who really take this this uh, invite-only aspect and the fact that they're in as, like, some kind of meaning and validation for something. And that's the part that I'm like, I hate that we feel that Thank way. It's just a beta day. I hate that an app can make us feel that way. You know, it's an app that you didn't know about two days ago. <laughs> that it has no effect on your life. Granted, yeah, networking, you're going to meet people, you're probably going to get money and grants, things that are actually life-altering. Yes, I understand that. But it's more so just the FOMO of I yeah, am is. in something Blame you're Facebook. not. Facebook. You know, they were the ones that started that whole trend of, well, we're not going to let certain people. Now, with good reason. Oh, then. right. When it was just college. Yeah, now, college now, now, now for that. Yeah, for that, that was with good reason. But when I think about, like, <laughs> the social aspect of which of this new app, I think about um, uh, MySpace. Like, you remember everybody had to see who was going to make the hottest pages and then end up in everybody's top <laughs> eight and put nobody in theirs. Like, it looks like that to me. So I definitely can see how this is going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. And even among us, there's been infighting because the app apparently started with tech dudes. It was very white tech dudes having a space to talk you know about startups <laughs> and and doing like uh tech of the week like uh pop culture tech talks you know what i mean and it was just very no like and well that's what's so funny it was like angel investors and ways for people to like have that space apparently some of the tech people started saying some anti-semitic things that got recorded because mm. obviously it's an audio app you are going to be recorded and it's going to be shared and then they got kicked off and then people were scared to be on it and so they were like somehow the black so community niggas gave a new life <laughs> ain't that some shit <laughs> this is how i see it i don't know i can't confirm but i feel like they was like we need new blood because this one got you know corrupted and who better than yeah the blacks to start a wave because that's exactly what the fuck happened now yo the conversations went from like you know bitcoin is at 13.5k and now when you go it's like uh men are trash (laughs) bitch you stole my hoodie like it's funny as fuck just watching shit transform like but and so there was a lot of infighting where people were like, oh, the blacks are here. And now this shit's ghetto. Ghetto sales, <laughs> And now baby. it's turned urban, you know? Right. And and I saw even one chat where people were like, do you now feel like you don't belong here? You know, it's just funny. They started like, saying that after Mandy came. <laughs> 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 Full core punks. They said, not up in here, God damn it. Love you, Mandy. Love you, Mandy. Love you, Mandy. She knows. She knows. <laughs> But, you know, all of this is just interesting. Like, like I said, I was experiencing this app, watching this documentary, 
thinking about my own experiences with like how much of my power I give away to people, apps, concepts, you know, like, and so it, it's all kind of ties in together. And that's why I just wanted to throw all that out there because, you know, the, the apps don't make you cool. A guru doesn't have an answer for you. Like it's all tapped into the same bottom line that we're all looking for some type of validation. And I get it too. There was, um, there's this dope ass, um, astrologer that goes by the people's oracle on on twitter mm-hmm. she's really dope dana and she was saying that she actually feels uncomfortable when people say like you know you need to love yourself or heal yourself before you can love someone else because she's like that's how you learn through mm. relationships like uh, evolution is relational and I felt her because I was like, damn, that's some real mm. shit. <laughs> like, it kind of made me pause and even think about my own belief systems in regards to that. Um, and I love that she she broke down a whole thread about it. You can definitely go on her Twitter and check it out because it was this week. And it just kind of tied into that. Like, yeah, there is an element of you trusting that you have what you mm. need. But there is also the element of we do need each other. Mm. And to a certain extent, you know, so that's why all these things is just such a delicate dance of knowing how much of what you need. And that's why these apps can play on our emotions and these cult leaders can play on our emotions because they know a lot of us don't know that balance yet and haven't figured out that delicate dance. So (laughs) if you haven't watched The Vow, it's definitely something interesting. Even Scientology, um, it's called Clear. All of those just studies on when we give our power away. And it's something that I think we should consider in all aspects, our jobs, our friendships, our relationships. How much of your power are you giving away on a daily basis and what can you do to get that back? Mm. Well, great discussion, Fran, because I definitely thought them people was crazier than a Betsy bug. And (laughs) I also don't recognize that lady from television either. I'm just going to say that because I don't really want to air her either. out. I felt like she I thought was, it was so just pressed me. for us to know that she was in on in, in a television show. And it's like, ma'am, I've never <laughs> seen you before in my life. <laughs> and she swore. She swore. Like, just, oh, my God. I'm like, wow. lady. Anyway, that's all I want to say, friend. Anything you guys want to add before we switch? Yeah, don't fall for the okie doke. Keep your eyes open and shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't Real. be listening Real. to everything a motherfucker tell you is good for you. And and if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. You got to follow your instincts. <laughs> trust your instincts. Trust your gut feeling. It'll never lead you wrong. And don't let nobody feel like that you got to tell them personal business as collateral f- to give you some oh information God, never. you didn't even ask for in the first damn place. That's insane. Thank you. Nothing to add. Great <laughs> conversation. I guess for all of y- those out there that thought they would end up in a cult or think they'd end up in a cult, think twice. Don't do it. Think three times. <laughs> shit. Have you ever met anybody or seen like somebody that like left a cult on a TV show? Because those people always interest me like the most. Like. Um, I remember growing up and watching Real World, and there was a white girl. She said her family had left some cult. And then on um, uh, most recently, Black Ink Crew, uh, damn, what's the one in, on the West Coast? They they just did one on the West Coast, and there was a black girl on there. Um, and she left the cult, and she was doing porn now and shit, and they were trying to judge her. But it's, damn. I always look I mean, for those people with those stories on TV. I'm like, damn, you was what? Yeah, I'm always fascinated, especially when they untether. It's like, what uh, what made you finally get to that point where you could do that? 
there's actually a um this woman on YouTube that I used to watch for years. Her name she goes by Teal Swan. Mm-hmm. And she would like break down different concepts, you know, spiritual concepts. And I really was like, damn, she's gonna be dropping some sh- some fucking gems. And there were certain things that didn't resonate, but for the most mm-hmm. part, a lot did. And um, I remember I never really look into people's lives like that because I'm like, it, it don't matter to me who she is or what she is. Like, if the message is hitting, the message is hitting. Um, but I saw some article about her having actually escaped a sex cult. Like, but she escaped this from childhood. Like, she was a little kid born into it. Oh, wow. it. Jesus Christ. Right. So her parents were in it and, and she was raised and or born and raised and had to... Uh, break through that as an adult which is like that's a different whole different level of programming yeah. and so to see what she talks about now you can kind of even understand why she's at that level because the shit that she had to process you know that's like a a whole different kind of breakthrough so yeah I, i'm always fascinated with those stories too which is why i got sucked in when people were tweeting me like friend you gotta watch the vows something i feel like you would like i was like y'all know me well Hell because yeah. <laughs> I watched that whole nine part series um, and it's just, you know, outside of feeling what you feel or judging their experiences is just um, fascinating. Really? Yeah. It's just really highlighting how delicate being a human is. That's true. Regardless of your background, it just really highlights how delicate this experience is. It's something that I think. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, because I've talked enough, uh, we're going to jump into the music, man, Asante, and let us know what you got for us this week. That's right. We skipping it around. So, you know, if you still hear some wind chimes, we're going to remix it right into the (laughs) music, man, segment. Okay. So, you know, a lot of new music came out. I have not had a chance to listen to everything because I came down south, and so I've just been checking out the radio to see what's been going on. Um, but I do want to discuss what I did get to listen to, and that's that new Ty Dollar Sign. Okay. <laughs> new Ty Dollar Sign. I just, I, I don't know why Ty Dollar Sign always hits for me, but this project was just another hit for me. The project is actually titled Featuring Ty Dollar Sign, and there are 25 tracks. Genius titles. Yes. I mean, <laughs> what better way to name your, like, name, and this, I, I don't think this is his debut, because he's put out projects before, so I don't know what he would actually call this outside of album. I, I guess it's not a debut album. But um, he just does a, a great job of being able to blend with whatever artist he has, but still keeping his signature sounds, and not just in his vocals. So shout out to Ty Dolla for doing that. A solid, solid project. Again, it's 25 tracks. Uh, did you, either of you have a chance to listen through, pick out some faves, heard anything, see any singles or anything? I, I browsed around it. I browsed around it. You know what I'm saying? And everything that I liked, I heard. <laughs> I did. I was browsing because I was. it was playing in the background and I was like coming in and out of paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. So I heard a, a bit of it and I got familiar with the vibe of the album overall. And it was great. And everybody owed the nigga a favor. 
So of yeah. course he has all these features it on sounds here. Sounds like he cashed them checks. Everybody <laughs> is on this album because he didn't been on everybody else's album. And yep. say yep. what you want, Ty Dolla Sign is a very talented, and B he will make a song better. Like with his contribution, he'll make a song. Right. He'll make yes. me like a song. I love Ty. Do- Don't nobody better not say nothing about Ty Dolla Sign. Fires on yes. concerned. Well, damn. I guess I won't. Say how I <laughs> no, feel. well you can because can't nobody damn sure say nothing about what <laughs> yes, you Yes, friend, give it to Shit. us. How you feeling, Come friend? Come on, friend. I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't connect with it, mm-hmm. and I wish that it could have been Ty Dollar Sign. Yeah. You know, like I want to hear you. Yeah. Who is he? And I get as an artist, we want to know. Like I want to hear you. Like, isn't this technically his first yeah. album? Like his debut. Yep. See, that's what I was trying to see because he's put together albums like, and at? they sound like album so that's why i was like well because you know beach house there were vibes on beach house and those are technically mixtapes right uh, true right or yeah EPs, true mixtapes yeah yeah well well i it's like you know it was a lot of people i was like that's a lot of people on this project it felt very dj khaled Especially you know the pandemic <laughs> but with dj khaled you can understand because He's not an artist. Yep. He's a curator. You know, he's a producer. He's ex- executive producer. So he just knows how to bring the right people to create interesting music. But Ty Dolla Sign is an actual artist yes. and a dope one at that. So it almost made me wonder, like, what was it that didn't make him feel like, yeah, I'm going to give you my shit, maybe a couple features. You know, I don't know. Now, That's just he how He comes from a musical <laughs> background, too, because I'm going to look it up right now. But his dad was um, in a 70s group. Hold on. Ty Dollar Sign. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, That's his tight. dad. Let me see, <laughs> father. His dad was Tyrone Griffith, Tyrone Griffin Sr., and he played in Lakeside, the 80s funk band Lakeside. Lake, y'all know who Lakeside is. Lakeside had plenty yeah. of hits in the 80s, and, like, you know, there are, they were an important funk group. So he comes from good musical stock. He's been listening to good music and musicality and shit all his life, so... I I appreciate what Ty Dolla Sign brings to music, and I I too, friend, would like an album just from him. Like let's him. let's just get to know who you are beyond right. making songs that are the jam, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Beyond features. Yeah. Yes. Beyond features. And, and you know, with that said, it would be great if there were the follow up album instead of featuring Ty Dolla Sign was like just Ty Dolla Sign. That'd be cute. Just Ty. It, 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 it would be cute. <laughs> that would be really really cute marketing. Great perspective. Love both. Love all. Um, outside of Ty Do- the new Ty Dolla Sign, because really what I got to listen to was the track with him and Kid Cudi, which I was really feeling, Temptations. And then I always check for anything with Big Sean on it. Tyrone 2021, those were like the tracks that I played like back to back mostly, just because I clicked on those first because I wanted to hear those first. But I'm going to go back and really listen to the rest of it too and, and give you a better opinion because everything else played in the background and it sounded really nice. I was like, okay, Ty sounds like he's hitting here. This sounds good. I'm going to revisit this. Okay. Um, outside of Ty Dolla Sign, I do want to just play you my listen lately. <clears throat> And then I'm going to just hand this over to you, too. And then um, there's like one or two more songs I'm just going to talk about. And then we can move on. Uh, I am down in Atlanta. And I've been put, listening. Oh, you're there right now. I, I'm still in Atlanta. I will be back. I did not know I, that. I, That's so tight. I'll be back in time to vote. I promise. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, you know, go vote. Uh, I heard, you might have heard the ad already or the ad's going to come. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
but because I'm down here, you know, I've been able to listen to music in cars. So it's like me reconnected with music all over again. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, you know, I forgot how hard, you know, I used yeah. to like this or like this is shit. So uh, <laughs> also in the spirit of reconnecting, um, Sweetie, she dropped a song. And one of the things that I used to love about Sweetie is uh, the way she would kind of sing and write a melody. So Sweetie yeah. dropped a, a new song where she's doing a little bit more of that singing. And it's with featuring Janae Aiko. And I it's love called. It. Oh, OK. Fran, Janae slid. She slid on this shit. No, you know that. Fran, I I don't know. First of all, I don't know why my service is acting like this. But I don't know (laughs) what I was expecting when I I clicked on it. Because I was just like, all right, sweetie, got a new song. And Janae's here. So I know it's going to be something nice, right? Like, at at least. But to hear it and then it be like more than what you could have asked for. And then just be like, damn, like like somebody really was just like, like there was a vision here. <laughs> there was something more here than just like, we got to do a record together. Cause you know, some artists is like, they just put out a record. It's like, all right, well they was just like, it's our time since, you know, Janae making her rounds or Sweetie's making her rounds. But like, they actually both sound like, Oh, like there was a lot of thought put behind this. So this song is called back to the streets. I just, I played it like 10 different times already this morning and it's still just not going to work on my phone. So I'm just going to pull out my laptop really fast for you guys. Just Hopefully, sing it. Just sing it. <laughs> okay. Give us a live. Give us a live performance this week. I ain't doing that shit. A live, no, give us a live listens lately. I think that'd be so dope and so <laughs> avant garde. You should do it. What's the first word of your name on Zoom? Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is back to the streets, sweetie, featuring Janaeko. Tell that nigga fresh, I put my new man on a leash Traded in my old nigga, he was just a lease I ride around town till I leave I gave that boy rounds, but I'm back to the street Like la da di da di da Yeah, I spent them back to the streets Like la da di da di da Back to the streets So clean when I pull up to the scene Big goals and I put that on me What you thinking? What's good? Fuck how you feeling? I wish a nigga would they hit the husband on your homies Stepping in your bad bitches only My ex used to act like he owned me so that's back to the streets i love 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 sweetie when she's singing like that it sounds so cute like it just makes me feel like um well hopefully things don't end up wrong with her and quavo and she ain't got to go back to the streets but i just love the fact that you know she sounds so happy in the song even though it you know because you know if she had to go back she's still a baddie so she could go back to the streets but she ain't got to okay we're praising her and quavo but it was also cute later on hearing janae rap and you know do her little sing thing i'm just loving janae this season Again, if you haven't seen Janae's Tiny Desk at Home, by the way, make sure you go check that out because she slid on that also as well. I just have to say <laughs> that. Um, with that. With that said, there's one more song I'm going to share just a little bit later, but I want to get into what you two have been listening to lately. Friend, I want to know what you've been popping in your headphones, okay? Just tell <laughs> me what's been popping with your girl. Well, you already know Alex Isley. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time, Alex Isley and Jack Dine, what a combo. Those Damn. two are just like a dual project supernovas. needs to happen. Man, yeah, true. Um, I wonder if they're setting up for that. They have to be. So they dropped a record called Mine, and it is amazing. I'm just going to play because there's nothing else to say. Wouldn't you know 
Those brown eyes see a sight that be nobody knows. Nobody knows but you. I wanna go, go wherever your thoughts lead you, treasures you hold. Why don't you show the truth? 'Cause what I've seen so far is heaven sent, eloquent and decadent. Every drop gets in my way. I hold on, babe. I've lived this whole damn life all over again. She said, "I'll do this life all over again just to meet you once again." Are you kidding me? Incredible, incredible vocal. <laughs> that line when I tell you it hit my chest. You see, I know I'm a mush. The power like, that that uh, has, the range that that uh, has, the impact that. that <laughs> we need Anna Navarro. Because you've that was always incredible. been mine, man, Alex. Wow. How is it possible for an artist to never miss? How? Alex, Alex. like how is it possible Alex only you have the answer <laughs> she is tapped in man um and then Jerome Thomas remember I've mentioned Jerome Thomas before he's so tight um he's so actually so sweet I have to shout him out because I had already listened to his new song that dropped because I you know how when you're on Spotify if you follow the artist when they drop new music Spotify creates a playlist of like radar, I think it's called. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anyone that you're following, it kind of, you know, aggregates a playlist of the newest songs. So I already heard it, but he DMs me <laughs> like to tell me that he dropped a new song. I was like, oh, you late. Like <laughs> I'm on, like I'm on it. I follow you. Um, and I told him, I was like, I already love it. It's amazing. And I'm playing it on the friend zone. So he was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Because he's just super, super talented. So, Jerome Thomas is called Right There, and this is how it goes. If you must go, I won't keep you, I won't keep you. Baby, I know that you stay busy, oh, so busy. But I like the fact that Just to be with me In my time of need When there's many things You could be doing But I'm no burden Just know I'm You don't have to make a date Just tell me where I'll be Right. 
like he reminds me of like that late '90s sound. Yeah, do I like shit? You know? Yes. Like remember, like Myron. Yes. Remember, yes. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Destiny. Like he's in that lineage yes. of just that like kind of um, uh, neo soulish R and ish yep. but late '90s when that crew came out. Mm-hmm. Um, what were they called? The Soulquarians, like yes, that kind of vibe yes. he gives me. So, shout out to Jerome and shout out to Alex. What about shout you, Dustin Ross? What else um, you been listening to? I've been digging in the crates this week, um, and then it's some new shit that I like, too. So when it comes to the old songs, the first one I'm going to play is actually by Plies. It's called I'm the Man featuring <laughs> Trey Songs. <laughs> Went I to sleep it. real. Woke up real. Who the affiliated? X-Drug dealer. Resume solid. Street cred bigger. Click full of soldiers. All of us seen one of what they call a real nigga Pocket full of cash, body full of liquor Put my whips on it, Betty ain't triller The phone know ya, homie, hand on Yes. Uh, I'm the man featuring Trey Songs. Also, there's a hidden gem on that album. That album is called Definition of Real. And there's a song on there called Number One Fan featuring Keisha Cole and Jay Holiday. And it is mm. amazing. Keisha Cole sings the first chorus. Jay Holiday sings the second chorus. And the third one, mm. they share it together, soaring mm. vocally. And mm. it's a great song. And it starts off by him saying, It's Plies, baby. So you'll like it. <laughs> The next song that I've been listening to is another old cut. It came out in 99, but this is a hip-hop classic. Um, it's by Noriega. It's called Sometimes. Hey yo, I grew up like the regular thugs. I think I told you that. My only means of getting money was to selling crack. I saw the nigga did a bid, nigga, all of that. So now I kick back and get paid for raw rap. My nigga Pone ain't home. Not yet. Yo, it don't matter, just be zoned on the same set. Me and kick it on the hand end. The really hang too tough, but the love is dead. My pops died on July 3rd, 98. So now a nigga need mad herb. Cause my pops is here, yo, he loved his son. Matter of fact, my pops was the one who showed me a gun and said, Poppy, you gotta protect your moms. Even if that means that's that sometimes when they get it's amazing. Um, the third and final song that I wanna play is actually by a new artist that. I don't know, she just, like, she won me over. I just started listening to her music. I like her vibe, and I'm fucking with the music. So it's actually Queen Naja off her new album, Misunderstood, that comes out October 30th, and the song is called Lie to Me featuring Lil Durk, and this is my shit. Bet they hear these words and call me foolish. Call me stupid, like what the hell I'm doing? I've been in the studio and focused on my music. Ain't got no time to press you about them hoes that you've been screwing up. Cause I know where I stand. Know I got the key to your heart in my nightstand. You gon' find that testing out the waters ain't inside. 
it as you thought it was, nigga. You'll be coming right back, right back. Gonna fix it, so I'm still here. Nah, 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 no, no. Long as you respect the way I do feel. Love me good and lie to me. Don't want broken promises, don't want apologies. I don't wanna be the one complaining. Long as you don't see nobody that I hang with. Love me good and lie to me. Don't want broken promises. And little dark slides on that. Yeah, sing, friend. Sing, friend. And also a Queen Shut Naja, Hey Friend, Hey collab track would be amazing. I just want to put that out into the universe, oh, into the okay. ethos. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Queen Naja. She didn't came up. She she been putting out music and working and, and continuously going. So shout out to her. It's, shout it's, out to Queen Naja. And it's hard to break out of the like YouTube. influencer mm-hmm. to artist yep. transition. Like people don't take you seriously. So she doing that. And that's it for me. That's all y'all been listening to. Oh. Xavier Omar's album dropped. Did y'all check it oh, out yet? Oh, absolutely. Where? What I the have, fuck is wrong with me? Absolutely. Shout out to Xavier Omar. It is Omar. so good, isn't it? Yes, he snapped. He went. Cr- I told you. I was like, this album is his best work yet, which is saying a lot because his work is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely and play he, if you feel. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna live it. He always makes music, especially like for like the vibe and the feel of the moment. So. I'm telling you, Next. he's so that album. I have had it nonstop playing for. I kid you not. Every day, every day, every day for the past like two and a half weeks. I just love the way that that it looks, like the the, the picture, the cover. Yeah, yeah, like the black and white with just the, the subtle like colors, but it's perfect. Everything amount. about it, everything yeah. about it is Man. amazing. Shout out to Xavier Masego. Omar. Mariba, like he had all our faves on. Yeah, Masego's here. Mariba's actually the the last track, which I think is gonna be great. It, the track is called "Like I Feel," so I'm I'm excited to listen to this. And it's good. And everybody's fucking good. talking about it too. So shout yep, out to him for getting yep. the visibility that he literally deserves. Well, you know that's that's our homie. So yes, he's definitely friends on fam. Speaking mm-hmm. of friends on fam, I want to shout out a couple of rappers. They're both uh, they both fans of the show. They both listen to the show. They both added me. Uh, I'm watching y'all both. So I haven't listened to the music yet, but I'm going to definitely check out Armani Caesar. And I have, I've heard of Armani Caesar. He's a gay rapper, and he can actually rap his ass off. I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, that's not who I'm talking about at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. To, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Isn't Armani Caesar um, a girl? Yes, Armani Caesar's a woman. She signed to Griselda Records. You know? Griselda. That's oh, right, yeah. Griselda. Wait. Wait, you said she listens to the show? Yeah, she tweeted me. She said she listens to the Shut show. Shut up. So I was... Shut I, up, I looked at, Yo, when I seen that, I was like, what you mean you listen to the show? So That's so dope because she's dope as fuck. She, That's why I'm like, you know, I don't know a lot of rappers, but she, because I love Griselda and they've been pumping her music and she's beautiful she's, too. She's talented fucking gorgeous. She, it's like stunning. She just put out and a project. so the combination is unfair. I'm like, how are you that talented? She just put out a project <laughs> called like uh, The Liz. And so I watched a couple of the videos from it. I watched Palm Angels and I watched Simply Done featuring Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. She she spits hard. She looks great. I was going to act like I ain't listening to this shit yet, but since you did that, she spits she spits she she, she's got she's got a nice tongue and she looks great and she she does everything that i want so from new york right like buffalo yeah buffalo yep 
Boom. So, look, yeah, I you know, see friends and friends. <laughs> so, Armani sees I definitely have to shout her out this week. I was going to just, you know, do a little subtle something, but Fran blew up the spot. So, it, I so, mean, hey. So, now you know Armani Caesar. Now you know it's all love over here, Armani <laughs> Caesar. Um, another rapper that I want to shout out, uh, his name is Armani, is Armani White. Um, his name on social is Armani okay, Blanco. Armani's. I don't know what it was about the Armanis, you know, it, it was just something. So, I was like, going to shout them both out subtly. Um, is this I think who he's, I was talking about? <laughs> Maybe. I'm gonna have to ask the person that showed me because I think it was Armani something, but the little motherfucker could rap. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, the little motherfucker well, can rap. Armani can't rap. He, he uh, his his bio on Twitter is literally I make happy hood music. So I haven't been able. Oh, I'm so there's a already. On, there's a clip <laughs> and he's spitting this post to his, his uh, is pinning his tweet. But I'm a, I'm gonna check him out and then I'm gonna let you guys know. But if you guys want to do some homework, definitely go check out Armani White. He's For at sure. Armani Blanco on Twitter and hit up Armani Caesar and show her some love to it. Or if either one of y'all listening, y'all know it's love on the friend zone. So that does it for the Music Man segment. I want to go ahead and kick it over to Dustin Ross and see what you've been listening to over here TV. Uh, what you been watching, rather, on TV land. <laughs> CNN, man. I've just been keeping my TV on, my, on CNN um, all night. I watch Don Lemon's show. Um, I watch so many different shows on CNN. So I've really been occupying my television space with everything that's going on with the election the inside because well, you got to stay up to date. I have to for this, the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. and and also just to be informed in my regular old life. You know what I'm saying? I, it's mm-hmm. so much shit going on that you know I'm just I don't like missing nothing. So I've really been watching yeah. a lot of news, reading a lot of news headlines. As far as television for like leisure and recreation, of course, The Real Housewives of Potomac have still been keeping my attention. Um, I'm still Team Monique. Um, Candace needs her ass beat again. <laughs> Um, Ashley and Karen are the only real ones. I'm tired of Wendy. We don't even know her like that. And she always is inserting herself just, just very, just, she interrupts everything. And I really wanted to like Wendy. When I first saw her, I thought she was strikingly beautiful. So I was already like buying in just to like her look in the first place. But the more and more that she just, she just didn't come off well for me this season. I'm sorry. Mm. And Candace is inciting people to violence. inciting people to violence and so you know you gotta ask yourself a conversation sometime (laughs) to to chorus Yeah, the way your brain works. <laughs> yeah. What's she inside to? <laughs> but she does. And the girl on Bravo's chat room, which is the talk show that Portia Williams executive produces. <laughs> you were my ass beat. You were my ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, she got that ass whooping in B flat beat. That's how she got that ass whooping. That song is called "He Loves Me." Lizelle in E flat. Yeah, well, Candace's version is called "She Beats Me." Ass whooping in B flat for beat. But anyway, and you gotta act like the girl on Bravo's chat room said. You gotta ask yourself at a certain Ooh, point, why do everybody want to beat my ass? You know what I'm saying? Like that, you have to ask yourself that. And she just hasn't learned it. She's been grossly disrespectful to Ashley, who has really won me over personally this season. So I'm excited about it. Another thing, we're going to watch the House, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City as a family, I decided. That means you, Fran, 
you Asante and me Dustin. Yes. It's about to start. Brand new franchise. All new people. We can get to know them together. Yes. And we can hate on oh, them wow. with each Wait, other. Wait, when? It starts, I believe, the end of this month. It's coming soon. So okay. if you, you can I'll watch it. it, I'll send you the trailer and stuff. And then yeah. you can watch it. So November we're going to watch it together. As a, there you go. So we're going to watch that Perfect. as a family, y'all. And listeners, that means y'all too. So Real Housewives <laughs> of Salt Lake City is going to be on our radar. Let me think what else. Salt Lake City. Yeah, wow. right. Um, are they going to be Mormons? Some of them are. Some of them do have Mormon backgrounds. Some of them uh, had Mormon backgrounds and no longer want to be a part of the Mormon religion because of what they allege to be racist practices. Holy so shit. it's gonna go we there. Going yeah, there. and then the the okay. one lady on there who I already know is gonna get on my nerves. She married her grandmother's second husband to like <gasps> keep the family money or whatever the fuck they're like um, they're in the church it's a lot so we watching it okay i say all that to say we're gonna oh, watch wow. it yeah we're watching it wow and shout out to um the real housewives of beverly hills because they casted their first <laughs> mary cosby it, they, that's our name see it on salt lake city we're not I gonna did. like mary cosby yeah, sorry, well, you I can guess. already tell can't you we're not gonna like her and she surprises <laughs> she bears a strikingly resemblance to um what's the lady's name for mad tv deborah wilson <laughs> oh my god she looks like that she looks like deborah wilson will play her on mad tv don't she Asante? yes okay yes yes, yep. yes 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 Okay, now there is. A <laughs> you should see the picture that I'm looking at. Those I don't want to. What was I getting ready to tell you about? Because I know when Dustin says striking resemblance, she does show it. Put it on the screen, Asante. Show it to friend. <laughs> I was getting ready to tell you. Oh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let me just look this up really quick because Ooh. I want to give a shout out to them. They added their first Asian American cast member um, to this oh, season. Wow. Crystal Kong Minkoff. Yep, Crystal. What's her middle name? Kong. K-U-N-G, mm-hmm. Minkoff. And she's married to the guy who directed the original Lion King. Long, long, long money. So shout wow. out to them for continuing to diversify the cast. You know, they added Garcelle mm-hmm. Beauvais last year. She's returning full-time again this year for season 11. Also, Kathy oh. Hilton has joined the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for yep. season 11. She's going to be a friend of the cast. We all know that she's the sister of Kyle Richards and Kim Richards, who are longtime cast members oh, on the show. Wow. And she's also Kathy Hilton, a.k.a. Paris Hilton's mama. So this oh, is going to wow. be good. Big it's gonna be real going good. On. Yeah. So she's just a friend, though. She's not. Coming she's coming on as a friend, lead. and I don't know. Is I don't know. Is Kim coming back as a, a friend too? Because Kim hasn't been on as a main in a while. But I know there's opposition between the sisters, and there has been for a very, very long time. Oh, so boy. this is gonna be interesting to watch Kathy with Kyle because. Kyle and Kathy ain't really been fucking with each other and I low-key wonder if it's because of the way that Kyle treats Kim on camera and I don't know if she's coming on to correct that or how it's going to play out. Can't wait. Sorry. Damn, you, made, you making me watch. I've, I've always <laughs> loved Beverly Hills. There's always been little random juicy pieces in there but it's it's not <laughs> something that I recommend for people to start from the beginning because it really just wrote the wave of when things were happening. Like when the OJ shit was happening, um, <clears throat> like there was a whole storyline happening on there too. I was like, this is so, like, what are y'all doing? So... And oh, then, I, um, the other day, I was shaving my head, and I was like, I just need some background <laughs> noise. And ever since Teresa Jadice voted for Donald Trump and was vocal about it, I just haven't had nothing for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> like, I just haven't been interested, Damn. like, whatever. And so, randomly, um, long story short, Bravo has these amazing after-show videos and um, episode summary videos that they upload to their YouTube channel. And sometimes on autoplay, they'll just show up in my um 
you know, on my YouTube. And so I was watching a scene where this lady named Jackie was letting Teresa's ass have it. And I was like, I like her. And it didn't even have anything to do with my personal disdain for Teresa at this time because Teresa used to be one of my favorite housewives ever. Like, I loved her in the first two seasons of Jersey. But after they did a shift and invited like her um, her family onto the show, it just got really weird and draining and exhausting. And then she went to jail and then she voted for Donald Trump. And I just completely let go of her. Um, but this lady named Jackie tore into her ass. And if it, re- it reignited my interest. And they're filming the new season now. Um, and I found out that this lady named Jackie, I guess, is going to be at odds with everybody this season because somebody accused her husband of cheating and her and Teresa go at it. So I'm going to watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey again, um, I think, for this upcoming season. I'm going to give them a go. Mm-hmm. And it's still I fuck like Teresa, but I'm going to watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. I watched a lot of that. Did you? Yeah, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was, you know, like, early, early on, I watched jersey new york mm-hmm. atlanta a little bit did you ever get in the oc no i never watched the oc Me i think either. i just did new york atlanta and jersey and then you know i fell off because it's just so many seasons yeah. after a while i was like all right but those three i definitely used to watch well, we're gonna watch salt lake city together i used to watch oc in the very very beginning but that's because i used to like the other shows they used to come on bravo but i like barely even remember that chapter now because we've been overloaded with so much other shit now so many yeah. people are not really watching um or supporting rather this a lot i shouldn't say people there's a lot of people who are choosing not to support this season of the real housewives of orange county because there's a lady on there named kelly dodd and i guess she's been doing like some really racist shit online and um Uh-oh. yeah and people just are not they're like this this doesn't make sense in addition to the fact that there's no originals on that cast anymore so it's just a bunch of people who like vicky gunvalson that's always crazy yeah she's me. gone like it's just not all new one people. original Mm-mm. so and i guess y'all so if you don't know and if you don't already follow the account the peach report daily on Instagram and Twitter, it's the best Real Housewives fan page ever in existence, ever in life. And they have real, actual information that's um, new. They drop hints, never really give away anything um, crucial to the storyline, so you, you still enjoy the season as it plays out. Um, just a, a wonderful page to follow. So look up the Peach Report daily, but they've been dropping a lot of hints about this upcoming season 13 of the Housewives of Atlanta. The ladies are all in New Orleans currently filming um, one of their cast trips. They went on two trips this year, one to Charleston for Cynthia Bailey's uh, bachelorette party. And now they're all in New Orleans. All of the trips, normally like last year, they last season, rather, they went to Greece. Um, they've gone to Tokyo. They've gone to, um, uh, you name it. They go all over the world. But of course, because of the coronavirus pandemic, all of the trips and traveling had to be domestic this year. Um, and we're grateful to even have that because it's been so iffy with filming and, and traveling, you know, restrictions and things like that. But according to the Peach Report Daily, we're going to get a fucking season. They dro- they dropped mm-hmm. hints yesterday that the trailer is supposed to come out maybe this week or either early next um, for mm-hmm. season 13. We'll have a cast announcement. We'll know who all hold the peaches and who doesn't and all that fun stuff. But. Latoya Forever, who I'm a big fan of her YouTube channel. Once I found out, Latoya. yeah, I found out she was involved in the show. Um, I was like, well, let me get into her YouTube, and I instantly fell in love with her beautiful family, and um, she's just interesting, and it's just you, 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 yeah. you just fall in love with her watching her, um, and apparently she is 
definitely in the mix um, this season, stirring up shit. That's so crazy. Um, yeah. I, gotta, I wonder if Maya knows. You know that's one of Maya's like closest I friends. I didn't know that, but it makes perfect sense because she seems that's so likable. That's how likeable. I met her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know her because she's uh, Maya and her know each other from Toronto. Yeah. So They're friends from back in Canada, so I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> Me so too. I'll let you guys She's know funny, when the trailer so comes. Yo, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And that's it, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it for everybody. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys so much, and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. <laughs>